Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage podcast with me, your host, Charles Wolford, right here with an outstanding goddess, ladies and gentlemen, Miss April Hurst. This episode is about to be outstanding, but first, before we get into how incredible this woman is uh i would like anyone on youtube or facebook to like and subscribe this video uh so the algorithm can do its thing and it can be a blessing to someone else uh, and if you are on any podcast platform go ahead and buckle up because you're about to go on a wild ride now miss april here is the vp of the ladies of justice which is the women vision of uh, legal shield which is an affordable legal app uh, they serve over four and a half million clients, and she is empowering women to live a life of and, not or. She started entrepreneurship in 2009, began, and she became the youngest vice president and only black VP in 2017. She co-leads the women's division of Ladies of Justice, and she wrote and published an audio book in 2011 called My Purpose is My Power. And she also published her book, woman on fire on may 26th of this year and she's all uh, doing group coaching called the bonfire and doing results based group coaching to where she has her c's the consciousness currency the consistency currency and the relationship currency ladies and gentlemen i bring to you the outstanding april hearse what's up april I'm doing amazing, Charles. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on to the show. Oh, my gosh. All right. So first things first, you got into entrepreneurship in 2009. Yes. Uh, tell me about that journey. Where did you transition from and then getting into a legal shield? Yeah, so I actually had a background in the advertising and marketing field after I graduated from University of Cincinnati. I'm one of those weird people that use their degree. <laughs> um, so I used my degree in marketing and sales, um, and I got started working with a very big advertising and sales firm. And uh, I really enjoyed my corporate career for quite a while. Um, and probably around the fifth year, I started to suffer some burnout, uh, often happens with young professionals. Uh, at first, it's really fun to be on a plane every week until you miss a few flights and you sleep in a few airports and you're like, oh, this isn't too much fun anymore. <laughs> and so I went through that and then the recession hit in 2009. And that's when I really had to make some um, new decisions because the company I was working for at that time, they had um, instituted some pay cuts. They were funded by three private equity companies. Some of them started to pull out. Um, I was a vice president, so I had to take one of those pay cuts. And then I had three more over the next 18 months. And I said, okay, I think it's time for me to make some different decisions about my financial future and mm -hmm. um, take better control over that. And so that's when um, my brother actually had recommended to me a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I read that book. And after I read that book, I realized that I was in the wrong quadrant. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I needed to, uh, you know, get from the employee quadrant into the business owner quadrant. 
um, and then eventually to the investor quadrant. And so I started um, on my path of entrepreneurship and was just grateful that a girlfriend of mine uh, shared with me the opportunity with Legal Shield, And um, I just really took hold of it. I knew that it was a service that everybody needed. Um, virtually everybody could afford it. There was only one problem is enough people didn't know about it. And so I've been with the company now for 13 years. Awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, the skills that I have acquired there has helped me to go off and do other things, which I'm grateful for, which is a, a great public speaking business and um, the group coaching, as you mentioned, and publishing my first book. Ah, so. That's so awesome. All right. So <laughs> tell us about Bonfire. Uh, this is such a powerful program. Like, I would love to know more about it. Absolutely. So um, we're so excited. The Bonfire officially kicked off um, on July 8th, and we have 20 women that are a part of that uh, inaugural group, which we're super excited about. And it's a group coaching program that is designed to help women to experience radical growth uh, within eight weeks. And we utilize those three tenets that you just talked about by shifting their consciousness currency, consistency currency, and their relationship currency. What I realized over the course of my life is those are three areas that most people don't understand really they need to develop a level of mastery. They need to develop mastery in their consistency. They need to develop mastery over their mindset. And they definitely need to know how to leverage uh, what I call the four laws of uh, relationship building. And that's what we talk about in the relationship currency. And so it's not just me. I've actually got uh, some of my BFFs that are amazing women that mm -hmm. are co-coaching with me over the course of those eight weeks. Um, and what I had realized over time is that, you know, I utilize those four laws uh, of relationship currency to develop these awesome relationships with very powerful women. Um, and I said, you know, it's one thing for me to coach these women for eight weeks, but why not leverage the relationships, right, <laughs> that I have acquired over the last 10 to 15 years to bless the women. And we've already seen amazing transformation. One woman um, she is uh, actually a practicing attorney by trade. Wow. Uh, and after the very first coaching session, she's a Peloton bike gal. So she loves her Peloton. And she said she had been really struggling with reaching this big 10 mile milestone within uh, a, a certain period of time. And after that first session, she had her breakthrough and she reached her, her, her 10 mile mark under the time. Um, and she said, April, I am so appreciative of that first session because I had a huge breakthrough that I've been working on for months. Wow. And finally got there. So we know that women are already beginning to experience a shift, which is really powerful. Very much so. So and what type of setting is the bonfire? Yeah, so the bonfire is done virtually, which is great because we have women that are zooming in uh, from California to Georgia, Ohio, Florida, Mississippi. They're all over the country, which is just beautiful, right? I mean, you know, many of us, I think, utilize technology pre-pandemic, but gosh, it's really brought the world together. And I'm so grateful for that because it's allowed us to really touch the hearts and minds of people all over the world um, and that's, uh, that's just a very powerful thing. Mm -hmm. Now, please, uh, I mean, I, I, at the end of the show, I want to make sure that we give all the ladies that information about where they can go and, and sign up for Bonfire or get more sure. information about Bonfire. Um, but I would also like to congratulate you on the releasing of your book two months ago. That's awesome. 
Thank you. Yes, it has been a long time coming. <laughs> As I think it is for most people, right? But um, yeah, so I think through the pandemic, a lot of people slowed down, right? And there's so much value in slowing down because uh, John C. Maxwell talks about his thinking chair, right? How he, he would just sit in his chair and give his mind actually time to think and to be creative. And that's really what I did a lot of uh, over the last year is just slowed my life down enough to the point where I could develop some, some good habits and focus on some dreams and goals that I really wanted to accomplish without all the hustle and bustle and going here and going there. And I got to travel and go to this city. Well, we weren't doing that for a year, right? And so because of that extra time that was created, I said, well, you know, what can I do over this year to really move the needle? And it had been in my heart for quite some time to write uh, a book. And I had started having a lot of women, when they would see me speak, they would be like, you are on fire. You are on fire. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I kind of like that yeah. on fire thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is sort of just my personality. I'm an Aries, April 5th. Hey, you know, like, we're, we tend to be on fire. We are fire signs. Yeah, big and time. So it just made sense. But so, yeah, so Woman on Fire was birthed. I was very grateful. Some of the relationships that I had inside of my company, um, I was able to get a New York Times bestselling ghostwriter and editor to help me with it. So it's truly a best of class work of art. Um, and the book is really designed to help women. It's 12 ways to help women to walk in their truth. Uh, harness their authentic power. And that's really what it's designed to do. And the process uh, that I went through to really become a woman on fire unapologetically, right? And to give women permission to be amazing. And I think oftentimes because of either society or things that we learned when we were young girls, um, that we often are not um, edified in such a way where we can achieve and become in the way that uh, often our male counterparts do. And so that's really what this book is designed to do is just to give women that permission to be amazing and to be amazing unapologetically and bring some other women uh, along the, the same path that you're on. Amen. Unapologetically. That's a perfect word how is your life totally shifted since you started being uh, like authentic and, and uh, just being yourself unapologetically yes it is probably one of the most freeing experiences ever um, and that requires courage and vulnerability as well um, I follow Brene Brown very closely I uh, read a lot of her books on vulnerability and courage and um, and I truly believe that. I truly believe that if we all begin to allow ourselves to be more authentic and um, to really walk in our greatness, that that's really what allows other people's lights to shine, right? Mm -hmm. And so I realized that when I began to do that more openly and more unapologetically, more women would come up to me and they would say, oh my gosh, I feel the same way you do. Like, I like I get it now. Like, I actually can do this. Yes, you can, right? Mm. But it does require us oftentimes to see someone else living out their dream in order for us to believe that it's possible for us, right? Mm. So we have to understand that every single time each and every one of us is living out our destiny, we're walking in our greatness and power, we inadvertently, not even purposefully, 
are giving other people permission to do that exact mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I've seen. That's been the byproduct of it is um, I live more free. I can breathe. Sometimes we constantly inhale and we don't exhale. And by living this way, I can exhale more freely, yeah. uh, which means I have more to give to all the people that I love and care about. So mm-hmm. it's been a great process. Yeah. How did you feel? Was that courage always like innate within you or is it something that you developed over time as well? I think it's something that I had to learn to develop and to be okay with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had to learn to develop it and to learn to be okay with it. Um, because like I said, you know, when I think oftentimes when we're younger, just things that we hear from environment, teachers, parents, family, uh, siblings, you know, all of our relatives, we, we, we get dumped a lot of information into our head that may not always be serving us as Mm -hmm. we get older. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn as I, of course, got older, what are the things that are going to support me and my growth and where I want to go? And what are the things that I really need to let go of? Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was definitely a process. And I would probably say I didn't really get there, honestly, Charles, until I was probably in like my mid thirties, I really started to get there. Um, I think oftentimes, especially for women, I'm a woman, so I can only speak from a woman's perspective. (laughs) I I think a lot of women are raised to be people pleasers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. (laughs) I mean, but yeah, yeah. I I mean, um, I'm not a woman, but I definitely was a people pleaser as well. Um, It's a, it's a thing to where like when you're, when you're raised to uh, be apologetic for being yourself or when you're yeah. not edified, you know what I yeah. mean? In, in that manner that which empowers you and influ- uh, influences and it emphasizes on you being the best version, the authentic version of yourself, you can look for that validation and acceptance from other places. And yes. that's where that people pleasing comes from. Cause it's yes. like, this person kind of sort of accepts me. They might even, ex- they might accept me, you know what yeah. I mean? But uh, so therefore I can't do anything to rock the boat and mess up this relationship. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a, uh, that's a type of feeling, uh, being vulnerable, uh, being uh, courageous and being self-aware those are all um, major, th- but also being open-minded. Like you said that your brother yes. opened uh, open your eyes to something, your friend opened your eyes to something. Yeah. So constantly doing the work by looking for opportunities to improve, uh, b- being self-aware and also um, being able to release the things, like you said, that don't um, serve you anymore. Those yeah. are all one big piece of the personal development. So you can have that courageousness. Is that about that's, right? That's, hundred percent right. Because, you know, I think all of us at some given time and, and it happens, if you look at, think of the timeline of your life, it happens at different times for everyone. Mm. But there is a point that I think everybody has what I call the meeting with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's with yourself. You mm-hmm. have kind of this day of reckoning where you say, you know what? I don't think I want to live like this anymore. And I think a lot of people are experiencing that right now. They've been talking about the um, the great resignation that's mm-hmm. happening Big right time. now. 
Yes. The great resignation. People are leaving their corporate jobs in, in by the millions yep. right now. Yep. And I believe that when major shifts happen, like what happened in 2008, 2009, what happened in 2020, when the world kind of slows down, it causes, it's almost like a recalibration that, mm-hmm. that can begin to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you're ready for that shift and that recalibration begins to occur, that is your optimal opportunity to pivot mm-hmm. right in that moment. Big time. And so I'm very, I did my pivot, you know, from W2 to, to 1099 to business owner back in 2009, made the next pivot in 2020 to launch my coaching business, launch uh, my book. And, and, and I believe that all of those shifts that begin to happen economically, socially, I mean, a lot happened in 2020. Big time. A lot. Okay. <laughs> Even outside of the pandemic, the social yeah. unrest, there was a lot that happened. Um, and I think you can't, you can't go through 2020 and, and, and be in that state of recalibration and not have something amazing be burst out, mm-hmm. out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was always taught, even uh, when I was younger, that out of great, uh, t- out of times of great despair, mm-hmm. are often times of great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, whereas some people may may have uh, be experiencing or may have embraced the just the the negative side mm-hmm. of the pandemic, there's no doubt there was negativity there. Mm-hmm. But it's also about how we can transmute that negativity and how we can really look at where we can excel coming out of it. Yeah. And that's what a lot of investors did back in 2008, 2009, right? They said, oh my gosh, yes, a lot of people are losing their homes right now and da 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 The stock market is crashing. But if you were stacking cash for the five years prior to that, mm-hmm. I know a gentleman that bought 40 houses in cash. Right, exactly. And set his family up forever because mm-hmm. of those investments that were made at such a cheap price. Exactly. And so- that can happen right now for all of us. We've just got to take advantage of that opportunity. If you're still here, you still have a chance. Yeah, always, always. There's always a day to get better. There's always a, a day to uh, take advantage of the opportunities that the that the creator has given us. Yes, so we absolutely. can be a blessing to ourselves and to the people around us, whether it be our community or our family or yeah. our friends or, or, you know, the people within our business or whatever. Yeah. And um, one thing that you, so you just talked about how you've had a shift in your yes. uh, consciousness in your life in 2020. And, and I'm blessed to have this opportunity with you today to have a shift in your life and your consciousness by helping you get rid of the anger today um, yes. on the Drop Your Baggage podcast. I really yes. appreciate this opportunity. Um, uh-huh. So please let us know, what are you angry about? Yes. So um, the biggest thing that I think is just sort of holding me back, it's Mm -hmm. like the, 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 the little nagging thing in the back of your subconscious um, is really just anger around um, a a sexual assault that I experienced when I was a child and uh, from a neighbor. Um, And I've gone through therapy and done all of that stuff, you know, which is advisable, of course, whenever anyone goes through anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I realized, and even though I've had some great progress, made some great strides, 
I know that there is still an element mm-hmm. that is not gone yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that would be really great because I, I know that I still hold uh, anger around just the fact that that happened yeah. and the fact that it's still affecting me from age four to age 42. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to get rid of that would be huge. Yeah, I got you. The um, so you said that. Uh, so one thing is that women um suppress this for their whole yes. lives. One of my good friends who was also um molested as a child, she had never told anybody. She never talked about it until she told her husband. And you have a similar type of uh type of story. Yes. Yes. So I, um, the, my husband was the first person that I told, I, mm-hmm. I got, you know, married later in life. I got married at 36, I think. Yeah. 36. And, um, my husband was the first person I told, and I told him after we had taken some, um, Kabbalah classes together. And I said, you know, they had advised us to, to tell a secret. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize I had this as a secret mm-hmm. because I had suppressed it for 40 years yeah. well, at that time, 30 years. Right. Mm-hmm. I had suppressed it for that long. I didn't even, I didn't even realize it was still there to be quite honest with you. Um, until they took us through this exercise to, to, to share this with someone that you love and that you trust. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's definitely my husband. And when I shared it with him, I couldn't even believe that I had held on to that for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really the beginning. I believe that when you shine light on darkness, that's mm-hmm. like the first step is just to bring it to the light. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, um, yeah, that's, that, that was that process. So, um, that was the beginning I would yeah. say. Yeah. And throughout, throughout that, uh, the, the journey from where you were when you were 34 years old to now where you are to what it's, it, girl, you look good. You're probably about 37 <laughs> right now. I'll tell you what, you look, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but to where you are now, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, yes. like you said that there was a book in fact yes. that helped you out tremendously. Yes. Please tell us about that book. Yes. So I recommend this book to everyone. Mm. Um, So I had decided to get therapy through the pandemic. And so I had a great therapist. Um, She was a faith-based therapist. I loved her. She was awesome. Um, But it was, I still wasn't getting the results that I was really looking for. She helped me with mindset and just uncovering some things, but I needed to experience shift, like real change. And so I was on this relentless pursuit to figure out what other resources. And she gave me some good books too, which Mm -hmm. I read, but there was one book that just took me from like a level 10 to like a five in terms of my anxiety Mm -hmm. around intimacy. And that book is called healing sex. Mm -hmm. And that book changed so much for me because what I realized is that when someone is a, a victim of sexual assault or abuse or whatnot, they have a disconnection with their own physical body because that's what happened in the moment. You wanted to disconnect from your physical body because you didn't really understand what was even happening, especially if it happened as a child. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But even if someone was a teenager and they were a victim of date rape or whatever, if it was an experience that you didn't want to have, the last thing you want to do is feel what happened. Yeah. And so what healing sex 
uh, helped me do is just to reconnect with my own body. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to reconnect with your own body, you can reconnect with your own sexuality. And if you can reconnect with your own sexuality, it means you can reconnect with someone else's sexuality. So it really took you through this very deliberate process. Mm -hmm. Connect with self, mm -hmm. connect with your body, mm -hmm. connect with your body sexuality. Mm -hmm. And when you connect with your body sexuality, you connect you can connect with someone else's sexuality. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a great read. I highly recommend it to um, anyone who has, you know, been through a similar experience. Amen. Amen. And you um, were open about this not too long ago. At, was yes. it, was it in bonfire that you were actually open about it? It was actually at a women's event I had two years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was at a women's event I had two years ago. Um, it was back when we were still live. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touché. I had probably about 65 women. This was a women's event I did here in Cincinnati called Woman Lead. And it was kind of my, my pre-event to what I'm doing now, right? Yeah. And uh, out of 65 women that were in the room, when I shared, I, I wanted to use that event as an opportunity to share that experience because I had mm -hmm. never really come out about the experience. I hadn't really gone public with it. And I mm -hmm. said, well, this is a good opportunity to do that because again, I believe when you take things out of the darkness and put them into the light, it, it, it loses its power. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I did that, there was a mass exodus of women <laughs> that just got up and, and, and went out of the room, like probably at least 18 to 20 women. And I was like, what is going on here? Why is everyone leaving? And I'm thinking, okay, everybody cannot be going on a bathroom break at <laughs> in synchronicity like that, right? Mm -hmm. But what I had discovered after the event was over, one by one, these women came up to me and said, I'm sorry I left in the middle of your story, but I, I was anticipating, I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to talk about her being abused as a child. And emotionally, I just couldn't handle it because that happened to me and I had to get up and leave the room. And one by one, all these women said the exact same thing to me. That happened to me. That happened to me. That yeah. happened to me. That happened to me. And I had always heard statistics that one out of three women have been a victim of uh, some form of child abuse. And those statistics were pretty accurate in that room. Mm -hmm. I had 65 women and 18 to 20 got up and left in the middle of that story. Wow. And so that really showed me the severity of this issue. Yeah. And those statistics are very accurate. Um, and so I knew that that was the right time for me to share that because it was freeing, you know, obviously for me just to mm -hmm. get it out. Mm -hmm. But I think also for those other women to feel like, oh my gosh, it's not just me, all these other women. And she experienced that too. Yeah, it's, it's liberating that, you know, also it's liberating for someone to say, wow, that person knows exactly what I went through. Like, I'm not yeah. the only one. And I and you never know, like how many other people that those women have shared that with before they have shared that with you as well. Exactly. You gave exactly. you you empowered them to to take that opportunity to communicate about something that was so um, so negative in their lives. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. A lot a lot of my clients have been sexually assaulted. So I've worked with wow. over 250 people yeah. and a lot of the women, especially early within my career, I don't know what it was about early within my career. <laughs> but I like uh the creator gave me this opportunity to help these people heal mm-hmm. and when we would be getting rid of anger or fear, they mm-hmm. would have to take a second. Mhm. And at first, the first one, the lady that I just told you about, um, yeah. th- uh, the one that I helped her release anger mm-hmm. about being sexually molested. And then she could tell her husband. But she um, she just told me like. She just told me that it was something that never needed to be said or never needed to mm-hmm. um, really be talked about with her husband. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that guy had already passed away and everything. Wow. So when we did the process, after she let everything go, she said that she felt empathy for him because he was hurting. He didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, he was only doing the best that he could with the resources and consciousness that he had. He was a sick man. Mm-hmm. But now she felt bad for him that, you know, he died alone. Yeah. And, you know, everything that he had gone through in the long run was something that um, had been because of the decisions that he had made within his life. Yeah. Kind of like she 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 felt she felt felt bad for his karma, which is crazy that she felt empathy, Mm -hmm. empathy for him. Yes. Wasn't about her anymore. She saw that he was sick and what he was going through. And therefore, that helped her heal a whole lot more. It was. That's powerful. Intense. Intense. <laughs> Intense. So, um, yeah, like intuitively, I know now, like if a, a woman just has to take a break and has to to just think about something, I, I know intuitively, OK, this yeah. person, is, you know, especially when we do the exercise and we start from the first event and yeah. they felt that emotion. I yeah. know like, OK, this person has gone through um, either a death in the family that they don't want to visit again. Mm-hmm. But most of all, um, it, it's usually sexual assault. And yeah. I empower mm-hmm. that woman uh, just like how you do. Awesome. So you ready to get rid of that anger? I'm ready. Let's I'm ready. Let's yes. get it. All right. So um, we already went through everything that you need to do beforehand. All you need to do is use your imagination, follow directions and trust the process. Yes. And your where is your past? Past is behind me. Where's your future? Future is ahead of me. Awesome. Uh, let's get into it. Okay. Um, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this anger today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, oh, w- which is disconnected, will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know that first time that you felt that anger was around four, yes? Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the process. You can go ahead okay. and close your eyes okay. and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process. I'm ready. All right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline as if though you were a spirit or energy and just float right here, right now above this divine appointment and see yourself from a third person point of view. See the window to your left, the door to your right, the computer in front of you, your gold necklace. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view. 
I can see myself. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past. Above that first event in which you felt anger when you were just a little girl. And I want you to just see that little girl and hover high above the event. Hover high above the event. Be the, being the observer. Knowing that you're safe. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right. Now just stay right there in that position, being the observer, and ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is very important. What is something positive and empowering you can tell that little girl with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day? And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Gone. Awesome. Now, the most important thing about this whole exercise is the learnings. So with your eyes closed, tell me one thing that you learned. That I'm loved and lovable. That's right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. I'm there. And as you float above the dinosaurs, now float deeper and deeper into space. To where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. Awesome. Now just float there. Weightless. In space. And as you float there, ask yourself now. Are the emotions there? Or have they disappeared? Now, tell me. They're gone. Awesome. Now, briefly, just imagine floating down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes as a little girl and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared? Now. They're disappeared. Awesome. Float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right. Listen very closely. Flow very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt anger from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event. Preserve the learnings and don't come back to now until all the anger is gone. And when all the anger is gone, you let me know. Welcome back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Good stuff. Good job. Thank you. Now, do you smell bacon? I don't smell bacon. Okay, good. <laughs> that's that's a question that I asked to help you break state. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. I don't feel it. Awesome. I want you to go out into the future. 
to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt inappropriate or unwarranted anger. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. No, I don't. I don't see it or feel it. Congratulations. You just released a bunch of anger. Yes. <laughs> How you feeling? Great. I um I feel joy. Mm. Mm. Which is interestingly enough my middle name. Hey man. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's my middle name. So I feel joy. Mm. I feel um I wrote down just mm-hmm. happy and pure light Mm. Mm. so it was a a total i'm sorry go for it oh just just light light just no darkness i don't feel that there's a darkness you say what i feel really light (laughs) yeah like just that weird heaviness is gone that's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty spectacular. Very cool. So, mm-hmm. How, uh, can you describe that heaviness from before? The heaviness felt more like um just like a like a Like it was always there. Like you said, like a pat on the shoulder. Uh, it just felt like like something just sat mm. on my shoulder, um, like a like a little voice that was just always there. And I don't feel that anymore. That's deep. Yeah, it is deep because you know before it was like. It was like always like a, like a nagging, just like a nagging little voice that would just, you know, bug me all the time, you know, but I don't, I don't feel anything there. Mm -hmm. So you, you feel like you notice the void now of where it was and now that it's like gone. Yeah, it's gone, but it's like, not only is it gone, it's like, it's, it's, it's gone, but it's, it's like filled with essence of something good. Mm. Maybe it's truth. That's what's coming to me. Yeah, truth. What is that truth? that I'm loved and lovable and that that experience was not my fault. And she was doing the best she could with what she knew. You were, you are that woman or that girl. She was. Gotcha. Yeah. And hurt people hurt people. I don't know what she went through. 
she may have been acting out what was with her, what experience, what experiences she had, you know? Whoa. And that's very likely. I feel free. I feel like I don't need to hold anything against her. And that's a good feeling. You also said that it wasn't your fault. So you're not taking on that responsibility of like, it, it was about me. You see, it was exactly her, all of her, like it was about her and, and yes. her decisions, what, what she could do and she took yes. advantage of doing. Yes. Yes. And even in that, it's like, you know, I don't know what she went through. I was never in her house. You know, if I was, I didn't, I, I wouldn't have known what was going on behind the scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just, I feel a greater sense of um, just, I guess, empathy or forgiveness of her and that it's okay. Yeah. I'm okay. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. You know, um, you're you're like that thing, you know, you're a better person than you were. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go back to resorting to having the emotions of that little girl anymore. Forgiveness. Yeah. Forgiveness is so powerful. I've all when I was a kid, I always heard like, oh, you forgive someone for yourself and not for them. Yeah. But it's that that heaviness, that that weight that you put on your shoulders of carrying around what someone else did to you that and, and they might not even think about it anymore because that's just a decision exactly. that they just made you know what i mean and they yes. live on for another day and they don't feel guilt or anything around it but yeah. with that you know with that uh heaviness of resentment or anger yeah. that that is uh heavy cross to bear it is and again you know you don't know how those things are really affecting so many different areas of your life even just trust, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a big one, right? When people experience those things, it's just, it's just trust. You, you develop trust issues. Big time. As well, you mm-hmm. know? And um, I don't feel that, that lack of, you know, trust. And even like with my husband, he's amazing. You know, he would never do anything but there would be times when, you know, like I would like jump, you know, if he like touched me unexpectedly, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, that was a trust thing, mm-hmm. you know, now that I'm like thinking about it, you mm-hmm. know, and so, but I just feel really um, like, like I can, I let, I let it go. Yeah. And that it's almost like whatever was there that was like constantly nagging at me. It's like, there's, it's just, it's just gone. Like, it's just light. That's the only word I can think of. It Mm -hmm. just feels like light is there, Mm -hmm. you know? And ultimately that's all there. That's all there really is. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. that's at least that's what I was taught. 
Amen. You know, the creator, there is all light and there is no darkness at all. Right. That's what I was always taught. Mm-hmm. But it's about embodying that in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. That's that's totally different from reading something, believing something and experiencing something. Mm-hmm. It's one thing when you read something. It's another thing if you have faith in something. Mm-hmm. It's another thing when you experience something. Yeah. That's two completely different things in my book mm-hmm. right experiencing is where it's at and so that's what i feel is like the embodiment of that statement yes yes oh. no wonder that you said that you felt joy because with that light is also that love and the love comes through compassion and empathy and forgiveness just like you have done that yes. light so that joy is like Man, I, you know, I can only imagine you felt like this for years upon years, decades, decades, decades. And yeah. now it's like, I'm free. Like you said, yeah. liberation, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm so excited because my husband and I, he has some surprise for me tonight. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but he was like, after you get done, because I have my bonfire coaching session tonight. He said, after your bonfire coaching session, be dressed and ready to go. I'll be in the car waiting as soon as you're done. And I'm like so excited because I feel like I'm going to experience a date night totally different than I normally would. Right. Yeah. And that's exciting to me to be able to even look at him differently. Yeah. And that's a great feeling, you know, dude, it's like living, like seeing the world through a different filter. Yes. It's like the ro- the rose-colored glasses are finally off and you're like, oh, this is what everything looks like. Right. right? You're <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know that that was not green. That's actually red. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's totally what like what I'm feeling right now, just kind of like, I'm going to write the word down. The word is rebirth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Rebirth. Yeah. Brand new. Brand new. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh Oh, so I'm excited. What's going to come out of this? Uh Oh, (laughs) I mean, what else do you have? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so much that not what else, but so much other things that you have to accomplish. So many other women you have to be a blessing to. Yes. So many more things to get that, that have been locked up, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Yes. I'm so excited for you. I am too. Oh my gosh. So besides the, the weight on like the, the thing that sat on your shoulder, was there any other visceral feeling that you felt when you released it? Yeah, just, I felt, um, just a weightlessness and I guess the other emotion was just really, um, empowered Mm-hmm. to live the way that I knew I was capable mm-hmm. of. Like I've never not known that this was possible. Yeah. 
I've always known yeah. it's possible, which is yeah. why I've been on this relentless trek. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know people can get rid of this stuff. Yeah. So like, I know that I'm not going to be living like this forever, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've always known that there was a, a way, and I'm a big believer in if you keep seeking, you'll find it, you'll find it. Right. Yeah. It might take you a little while, but if you keep knocking, eventually the door is going to open. Yeah. I firmly believe that. Um, and so I've always known that there was a way, a path to, to get this out, yeah. you know, and released. And so, yeah, I just feel empowered, empowered to be who I know I was before that yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. And to allow that person to emerge. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious, would you be willing to share what you said to that little girl? Besides like you're lovable and you're loved. Yeah. So I, uh, I, sh- I basically told her, uh, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And I love you. Mm-hmm. And you're free. Mm-hmm. You're okay. I love you and you're free. Mm-hmm. But the big one was just you're okay. Yeah. Just being okay is really powerful. Everybody wants to be okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted her to know that. She doesn't have to carry that around anymore that she's okay. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah. Not living with that thing sitting on, like sitting on your shoulders anymore. Yeah. Just, it's something that you probably never could even, I mean, you imagined it, but you probably could never think like, how did this, yeah. how is this going to feel? Yes. And that's probably, that's a good way of describing it. It's like always knowing that there is a possibility for that not to be there, yeah. but not knowing what that was actually going to feel like. Yeah. Like knowing that it's possible. And even just having conversations with my husband, like, you know, I know we're going to get through this. Yeah. He knows we're going to get through this, yeah. but just not knowing how mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or what that would actually look like. Yeah. Because we've never seen it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if you've seen it and then you don't see it and then you see it again. It's mm-hmm. another thing if you've just never really seen it. Right. Right. At least but- not while we were married. Not just not just seeing it, though, but like you said, experiencing it. Experiencing it. Yeah. You know, like embodying it. Yes. That's a totally different level because you you probably seen women that have been liberated before. Yeah. But to like on this, on that level, but to like experience it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to just living free of that, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. 
not um, failing that weight anymore. I'm going to give you some homework. It's the first time just to drop okay. your baggage, baggage exclusive right here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you homework. I want you to take those writings that you have. Yes. I want you to make them into mantras or affirmations. And I want you to okay. put it like, I want that to be an affirmation for you. Okay. I am right. okay. I am love. Yeah. I am love. I yeah. Want, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I can do that. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So once it's in your subconscious, so that's the, that's the thing that I, I uh, you know, me early within my career, I've learned that I've, I'm getting rid of negative emotions and negative yeah. thoughts and, and, and all these limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And now it's about also filling that cup with something that you must. want. You must have to. Must. Have to. <laughs> That's a must. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So early within yeah. my career, that was like, there was a thing to where I'm just like, oh, just get rid of it. But now it's like, no, what are, what did you, what is it that you want? What are the affirmations? What are the mantras? What are the things yeah. that you now can live your life by now that those, those, those old things are gone? Yeah. 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 I firmly believe I'm, I'm a big believer in, um, transformation which is a lifelong process mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. so um it's like you know jim Rohn used to say you can't just read a book today and say oh i read that's like taking one shower <laughs> right <laughs> so you're not really gonna take one shower yeah, right, right? right so <laughs> this is this is very good um, to make sure that I, you know, I feel, I, I, I keep that ball of light that's yes. there, yes. that I keep that, that ball of light robust, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, through, uh, reinforcement. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, yeah. you, you are already a powerful figure and now you're making yourself that much more powerful with mm -hmm. those things gone and with the, yes that light being like you said so robust and just yes. strengthening that that over time as well yeah yeah. Ooh. Ooh. yeah so that's that's really exciting right to if this is how i feel right now continuing to reinforce that you know over the next 6 to 12 months yeah you watch out <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right World. that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a, a beautiful sight because mm -hmm. nobody has seen that april they haven't seen her mm. and they think they've seen stuff already <laughs> you know like man, they have though <laughs> they ain't seen plenty you know, they've seen they've seen some but i know yes. i know yes i know what's inside of me so much more yeah there's so much more mm. right mm. and to be able to operate from an a more clear place yeah emotionally mm -hmm. is very very empowering mm -hmm. so that's what i'm really looking forward to <laughs> get that stuff out of your mind so yeah. then there's a clarity on what yes you are doing now but also what you will be doing in the future absolutely mm. absolutely
Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there anything more that you'd like to say to women out there? I want women to know that there is another side. Mm -hmm. You can get to the other side. You can get to the other side and don't stop searching. Yes. Until you get to the other side. Amen. Right. Mm -hmm. And I definitely, you know, suggest getting that book that I talked about. Yeah. I think that um, can free a lot of people up in terms of their mind body connection. Um, and most certainly, if you're at that point where, you know, maybe you've had a little you've had a little breakthrough, right? You're, you're inching, you're inching forward, but you want to really feel that release that they should really consider a session like this to um, just purge out whatever may still be stuck in there. Yeah. Yeah. So. And yeah, that's, you know, whatever modality yeah. it may be. You know, yeah. it's it's all out there. And like you said, just keep keep searching. Keep searching. Yeah, you'll find it. Yeah. April, thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, too. And I appreciate you all out there that's <laughs> tuning in to the Drop Your Baggage podcast. Uh, if you're on Facebook and uh, if you are on YouTube, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. If you are on any podcast platform, thank you so much for um, just riding with me and rocking with me. I really appreciate it. This episode was brought to you by Brienne & Company Jewelry. Uh, it's the simple, classy jewelry for all of you wonderful ladies out there. And... Um, yeah. Is there anything that else you would like to tell the people out there, April? Oh, th please give the uh, give all your information for Bonfire, your book, everything. Oh, please. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So um, Woman on Fire um, can be uh, you can learn about the whole Woman on Fire movement, actually, including uh, the book uh, purchase at buywomanonfirebook.com dot com by womanonfirebook.com. That'll basically take you to my website. And um, then you can also learn about, uh, get the program details on the Bonfire coaching program, uh, which we will be releasing probably the next round of that in about 60 days. So stay tuned, but you can uh, join the mailing list if you like to get um, updated mm -hmm. when we will be releasing the next round of the bonfire program. So thank you. So proud of you. Thank, um, you. thank you guys out there. Take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace. Bye.